Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. On today's show, we have a special, special guest. We have a successful entrepreneur. She's the founder and CEO of Kinky Curly Yaki, textured hair, the number one for premium textured hair extensions, clip-ins, and wigs for Black women. She is a bootstrapper extraordinaire, a BFF in your head, a big laugher. <laughs> a Already travel- laughing. And a travel and music fiend and a mother to young ex. Please welcome Vivian K. Hey, hi. <laughs> hi, everyone. <laughs> there we go with the last. Perfect, no. perfect. I love to laugh too, so this is going to be amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Vivian. I know that uh, you have a wealth of wisdom to share with everyone that will be listening. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So first things first, um, I like to start with um, asking you this question because, you know, as uh, women entrepreneurs, we have all these titles and, you know, our business titles, our mom titles. I like to start with your name. Do you know what your name means? Vivian? Oh, absolutely. It means lively one. (laughs) Ooh, perfect perfect yes Yes, it's Uh, it totally suits me oh i love it i love it i love it (laughs) that's awesome okay so what does success mean to vivian because obviously it means something different to all of us so what does that mean to you what Um, is what is your definition of success my definition of success is doing something that um doing something that I guess that I'm meant to do and that I'm, I'm really good at and that I'm not forcing myself to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that sounds kind of weird, but, um, you know, even if it's, um, it gets sort of weird because, you know, you grow up with this one version of what success is. It looks like you want to be a billionaire. You want to have, you know, uh, Louis Vuitton bags. You want a fancy car and a fancy house. And then it turns out that all that stuff is not, you know, it's not cracked up to what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I what I realize is what I think success is is being able to sleep at night mm-hmm. um, and being able to uh, when people ask me what I do I get like, super excited about it you know I'm I'm sharing this information um, and then um, being able to put food on the table um, mm-hmm. but still and be proud of myself at the same time so I, I guess that's what my version of success is. I, I love that because like you said, we, you know, we start out with this image in our mind of what success means because of what we see on TV or what we see other people have. And once you start to pursue your passion, um, you know, what you're excited about and being able to sleep with a clear conscience and put food on the table, especially yeah. as um, single moms, like, yes, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, even as single moms, you know, sometimes you have to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been blessed in so far that I've been doing what I want to do in order yes. to put the food to the table as opposed to the other way around. So I'm, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that fact as well. That's beautiful. I love that. So how did your personal, uh, entrepreneurial journey begin? Um, 
you know, as with everything, it just sort of happened. Um, I didn't set out to be an entrepreneur, um, you know, because growing up, being an entrepreneur was not as sexy as it is now. Mm -hmm. um, it was mostly, you know, being an entrepreneur, they'd say it's for people who can't get real jobs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but we know the truth. We know the truth. <laughs> yeah, we know the truth, right? Nowadays, it's so super sexy to be an entrepreneur. So my journey um, actually started when... Um, I want to say about in 2005. Um, so my sister was getting married um, and she needed a decorator. She hired a decorator. The decorator said she'd do it for $1,500 or $1,000 or something crazy like that. And then the week before her wedding, she asked for an additional $1,500 out of nowhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so then at the time, you know, we weren't, we're not very, there's four of us, four of us girls, and we're not very complicated women. We're pretty simple. Um, and I was really into decor. And so I thought, you know, um, there's got to be other women out there like me that just want simple but fabulous wedding decor. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time I had a job, I was a one person marketing department. Um, so I knew how to build websites. I knew how to, you know, and it was a for, for and the, the, the company that I worked for, I was, um, I was working in the marketing department for franchisees. So I was already sort of in the entrepreneurial space, except working for a, co a corporate company. So I guess you could say I was an intrapreneur at the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So is that what they call it? I don't know. <laughs> we can call it that. Yep. Yeah, we'll call it that. As I just made that up. Okay. So, um, so I was already sort of familiar with being an entrepreneur. So then I just decided to take the skill set that I'd learned at my job um, and applied them to myself and applied them to my personal business. So I started Vivian's Decor and Designs uh, back in 2006. Um, and I quickly built that up to a six figure company just doing decor and mm. uh, in, within the greater Toronto area. Um, and I built up a reputation for myself as someone that did a fabulous, like a simple yet fabulous job. Um, we were on Four Weddings Canada. We won the very first show. Like, so the very first show that ever aired in Canada, we won that episode. Wow. Um, actually, I won two episodes of Four Weddings Canada. Wow. Um, yeah. And so then, um, and so then that's, that's basically how I started it. So I started it because I saw a problem and I saw that there was a gap um, in the market for it. So then I thought, well, why not? Let's give it a try and see what happens. So that's what, um, that's basically what started my entrepreneurial journey. So I love how you mentioned that, you know, you applied the skills that you learned in your job mm. um, for entrepreneurship, because okay. oftentimes on social media, you know, you'll see certain things said about people who dislike their job or people who work in nine to five, when, if that's where you're starting out, those job skills and the money that you make there is really the investment into your entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with having a 95. Like, exactly. One thing I wanted to spell is this whole, Oh, you're not hustling hard enough. If you're working at somebody else's dream. Oh, come on. Really? Even me, all you guys came straight out of college, high school, whatever, being an entrepreneur. No. I think even as entrepreneurs, we need employees at some point, right? right exactly. So every, everybody has a purpose. Yes, exactly. And everybody can't be an entrepreneur. Everyone can't be a billionaire. Everybody can't be Bill Gates or Elon yeah. Musk, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so cool yourself. Have, have a job. Have a job. Have a job. <laughs> I, I also feel, like you said, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. No. Um, it's definitely not... Uh, as simple as some 
would like to have you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the amount of time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, and everything that goes into being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Not everyone has that mental capacity or that nope. physical strength or that, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's not, it's 20. It's like being, I would say it's the second hardest job I've had after being a mother. Mm. Um, okay. It's, it's a 20, it's a 24, seven, 365 days a year job. Yep. I agree. You can't leave it at home. You can't leave it, uh, you know, when you're on vacation, you can't leave it at home. Mm-hmm. You can't leave it at five o'clock. It's, it's, it's there. And it's a constant thing, especially when you're trying to really do something, um, you know, extraordinary with it. Yes. You know, I, I find a lot of uh, people who are not entrepreneurs will say stuff like, oh, you're, you know, you're so lucky you can work when you feel like it, or you get to work from <laughs> home or you get to, and, I mean, being an entrepreneur requires self-discipline being an entrepreneur like you said it's 24 7 you know the when five o'clock strikes it doesn't mean okay the day's done Mm -hmm. you know you may have a list of other things that need to get done absolutely absolutely so I always I always tell people that um you know when they're thinking about becoming an employee or an entrepreneur it's like if you're a terrible employee <laughs> you're going to be a really crappy entrepreneur. I'll yes. Tell you, so, you need you yeah. need to be able to be a, a great follower in order to be a great leader. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us, how did Kinky Curly Yaki begin? Tell us that journey. Well, it began while I was doing my other business. Um, so, <laughs> um, so what happened was um, uh, I had decided to do the big chop. Um, and cause I was tired of burning my scalp from relaxers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but I wanted to wear a, a texture that looked like me and looked believable, um, mm-hmm. and looked, you know, quote unquote presentable. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm serving brides from all, every different culture in the GTA, you know, Indian, Asian, uh, Indian, Chinese, Italian, everybody. So I had yes. to look quote unquote presentable, but yes. I wanted to be authentic to who I was mm-hmm. um, and, and my, te- and you know, my hair. Um, and so then I started to look for textures that, um, that looked like mine. Um, but what I kept finding was no, like none of the stores at the time were carrying just kinky textures. So, um, but like I said, I didn't really start the business to start a business. I was, I was looking for a solution for myself, right. to solve my own problem. So, um, so I started wearing these textures and I would go out to, uh, you know, to meetups and women would ask me who my hairdresser was or, you know, what my regimen was. And I've had to be like, girl, this is a weave. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so then one of the women said to me, she's like, wow, I would totally buy that. And that's when the light bulb went off where it's like, mm-hmm. well, if she, I would buy it and she would buy it. I'm wondering if there's like even a market for it. So then that's when I started looking um, to see what other companies were selling it. And at the time they were just only selling, you know, the exotic textures du jour, right? So the Brazilians and the Malaysians and the, the Remy, like, you know, all these other sexy names, mm-hmm. but they would bury the kinky textures underneath those. So then I thought, well, no one's selling just kinky textures. Um, so that's how kinky curly yaki that's how Kinky Curly Aki grew. Like, so I started it in uh, December of 2012. So I was in the down season from mm-hmm. uh, Vivian's Decor. Um, and then I thought, you know what? I don't have any kids. I don't have a mortgage. You know, I have nothing to lose. So let me just give it a try and see what happens. Right. And that's, and that's how it grew. So you said, you know, you really started it for yourself. You didn't intentionally 
um, started as a business, but you took a leap of faith and obviously reaped the rewards. Yes. I mean, oftentimes there are women sitting there second guessing, um, you know, how they should start something or, you know, they have an idea, but they're not moving on it because they don't believe that it's going to immediately be a million dollar business. But I, I, I look at your example of saying you started it to fix a need for yourself. Yes. You know? uh, and I didn't start it thinking it was going to be a million dollar business. Right. Um, right. I really just started thinking, you know, I could just make a little, a little side money on, you know, a little, a side hustle to my, <laughs> my other hustle. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't really, I, you know, cause, it, I, cause no one had done it before. So right. I was like, well, I mean, I mean, that means there can't be that much of a, you know, I'll make my little, you know, my little coins. <laughs> And, 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 you know, and keep my Vivian's decor going. But little did I know, um, you know, I happened to have started it during the perfect time. Um, That's when YouTube was really becoming um, a thing where a lot of girls were going natural, were going on YouTube um, and showing women how to how to do their hair and how to take care of it. Um, So I was and this was before influencers were a thing. Mm-hmm, um, so mm-hmm. these were just vloggers, just people, just girls that were online and doing their hair for 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 clicks, mm-hmm. right, or for views. Um, now it's a totally different game. Um, but yeah, I was one of the pioneers in the kinky texture. Like now, kinky curly yaki is synonymous with 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 textured hair. Right. So it's like it's funny because people sort of think of it like Coke or Google or Kleenex. Right. So it's it's become like it's synonymous with kinky textured hair. So. So yeah, like, awesome. but I didn't start it. I didn't start it. Like I took little steps. Like I, I didn't think that, um, yes, I, I had some doubts and people said, well, who would buy kinky hair? No one's going to buy hair I can grow out of my head. Don't you um, hate, well, I'm, I'm, that hate's a strong <laughs> word, but don't you strongly dislike how people, because of their perception of something, um, can try and take away from the light of a vision that you have? Like, yeah. it's like they're unintentionally, most times I understand, are forcing their, I'm going to say, their lack and inability to be innovative right. on your vision. Like, right. obviously God's plan was way bigger than whatever plan you had in store because, you know, he took a concept that you had to change something for yourself and turned it into something that solved the problem for so many other women. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be people that will down talk that. And if you had listened to that, oh. you know, where would things be? Like, I, I think back on when I wrote my first book, the plan wasn't for it to evolve into what it has now, which, you know, it evolved into four other books and an app and coaching and now the podcast. But I just wanted to write it in hopes of helping one other woman. One other so person. God had his own plan. Mm. And someone said back then to me, maybe you should you know, test it out first and see if anyone be interested in your story. Wow. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, you know what? And it's like, listen, you, you can't let other people use your vision or see your, you can't expect other people to see your vision. That's right. God um, gave it to you for a reason. Right. He gave it to you and you, it's, it's up to you to see it through. That's you can right. tell other people till they're blue in the face. If you tell them the sky is blue, if they're going to see it as gray mm-hmm. or as, you know, light blue or whatever. But no, if God gives you the vision and it's a blue sky, then you know what? Go forth and make that sky as blue as possible. That's right. That's right. Um, and then watch everybody all of a sudden is going to see a blue sky. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen that blue sky when 
said it was blue. That's right, because you believed it was blue. So they started to believe in your beliefs. Right. Yes. 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 Okay. So, I mean, I've, I've read a little bit about your story and I mean, we all face adversity, you know, but you've overcome so much to get to where you are. Can you talk about some of the things that you had to overcome to get to where you are today? Um, well, you know, just the fact that, um, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, the things that I say is that I'm not the average CEO, I'm not the average CEO or million dollar business owner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm an immigrant, I'm a college dropout, I'm a single mom, I'm mm-hmm. a black woman, like all those adversities were supposed to stop me. Right. Um, but I took all, I took all of that and like, you know, I guess you could say lemons. I took all those lemons and turned it into lemonade with a shot of bourbon. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so, so, um, like really I couldn't, like, I, I really just decided I was going to focus on my strengths because I could, like, you know, and don't get me wrong. There were times when I was like, woe is me. I'm a single mom or woe is me. I, I can't. I don't know how to do this because I don't have a college education, mm-hmm. but you know, I had my little pity party and then I was like, okay, well, you know what? Let's just dust yourself off and try. Yep. Um, and so um, I could have let it stop me, um, but I decided that I was going to use it for me. So I used it to my advantage mm-hmm. um, and not to say that I took advantage of it. Like, you know, it's not like there was anyone <laughs> handing out things for a disadvantaged single moms. No, no. <laughs> I just decided that, you know what? I took advantage of the fact that I have somebody I have to feed. I have somebody that's relying on me. And so now I have to put in 125% more than I would normally do. Um, so really I just took my, 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 my strengths and I focused on those. So I'm a black woman. Who else? Like, I mean, who else? I'm my own customer. So right. I know black women better than any other black. That's right. Any That's other right. Group, right. <laughs> um, and being as a, you know, being a mom, I know, I know time is limited. Right. So I know people need to want women want to get their hair done and do it as soon as possible. You know, being a college dropout, I just said, you know what? That means I don't have any preconceived notions of what this, this is supposed to go or how right. this is supposed to go. Right. Right. And then even as an immigrant, again, I just didn't let that stop me. In fact, like, you know, my mother used to carry me on her back in the, in the markets of Ghana um, and sell stuff. She recently told me a story where she puts her, I, I went to go play with some boys and she went to go chase me and those boys turned around and stole all her goods. So she oh, wow. feels like, you know, I'm making up for all the stuff that I did there <laughs> while she was trying to be an entrepreneur, right? Right. But, um, but yeah, I've, I've never, I've never let it stop me. Um, if I let, if I'd listened to all the people who told me not, don't do it. You're a you're a mom now. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. You know, black people don't really do that. Don't do it because you don't have an education. Go back and get your education. Don't do it because of this, because I said, you know what? I only have one life to live. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to sit here and listen to everybody who tells me no, and then how am I going to know any better? So I have to try. Right. I um I was to try. I was at an event and Julie Black said your disadvantage is your advantage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because and- you're the only one who has you're probably the not probably you are the only person that has those disadvantages. Mm-hmm. And you're the only one that can tell your story the way you do in your voice. Right. So why right. not? Why not try? Um I I love how you said that you know your adversities were supposed to stop you. Um, because, and you didn't let it, 
because oftentimes when I'm coaching women, the first thing that they start out with saying is, you know, uh, I can't do this because I'm a single mom or I can't do this because I don't have, um, you know, I don't have help with my kids or I can't do this because I don't have any money mm-hmm. or I can't do Like they focus on the reasons why they can't mm-hmm. instead of focusing on the reasons why they can. Exactly. Um, you know, when you talked about focusing on your strengths. Um, so my, my mentor, Bob Proctor, he only has two weeks high school and two weeks. He, two weeks of high school. Two weeks. Two weeks. And he focuses on his strengths. So, you know, you said that focus on your strengths. Oftentimes people are focusing on their weaknesses and then they're enabled to, to move and proceed and attain their goals instead of focusing on their strengths and what they're good at. So, so I, the funny thing about the weaknesses is only you know they exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Only you know they exist. So <clears throat> for for you to sit there and woe is me over things that nobody else knows about, that doesn't make any sense. Right. That doesn't make any sense. So all the more reason to do the things you should do or you think you can't do to prove yourself wrong. Right. <clears throat> so um, one of the adversities that you had to deal with, um, I guess that I'd like to bring up because I know that it would definitely help some of the women who are thinking they can't do something because, um, I read a part of your story that basically said you also started your business at a time where you were a new mom, you just bought a house and your partner left. Yeah. So actually, um, I'd already had the business going. I was already okay. about, uh, let's see, it was about two years into the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was doing really well. Um, and then um, my personal life fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually in those times, and you know, and I'm a new mom at the same time, and I just bought a new house. And, you know, I, I said, hey, partner, let's do this. And then we were all going home and everything was going well until he decided, I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Just out of the blue. Um, and so of course that, that dealt a huge blow to one, my ego, um, and two, um, no, just my ego and just, and just to my, my, my psyche. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then, you know, you know, I had the mommy brain going, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. mommy (laughs) going at the same time. Um, I didn't have a mat leave. Like I just had to keep, I just had to keep working. Right. Um, if anything, what it did is that it showed me even more that I could. Right. It made me even stronger. Now, don't get me wrong. I was not okay. Mm-hmm. I was not okay. I suffered through um, some pretty, some pretty bad depressive episodes during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I sort of, it was funny because I could turn it on and off. So it's like, okay, well, I cried all night. So now I got to wake up and work. Right. And I would work and I would work and I would work and I take care of my son. I would work, take care of my son, go to sleep, cry. Right. So Um, I have a a girlfriend who refers to that as heal and deal. Yeah. So, you know, oftentimes some women will stay in that state where they're focusing on, you know, the depression, the depression and them being hurt and in their feelings and they're not dealing at the same time. And my girlfriend was like, you know, you take your time Mm -hmm. at, you know, throughout the day or whatever, and you cry, you do what you got to do, but then you try and at least get something done. So you're not stuck. So you're, you know, baby steps are still steps. Yeah. 
it's better than nothing because had I just decided to just wallow away, I, I wouldn't have hit a million dollars. I would right. not. Because I was so busy focused on, okay, you know what? Um, I can do this. I did it before him. I can do it without him. Um, right. And of course, now I've got a baby on my hip. All the more reason. <laughs> all the more reason to do it. Because I need to show him that right. um, mama's not going to lay down and die. That's right. X becomes your wife. absolutely (laughs) i love it i love it so i mean (laughs) you should there you go you're welcome Uh, so i know that as a as a mother um and an entrepreneur there's sometimes no such thing as balance but how do you balance business and being a single mom yeah there's there is no such thing Um, You know, um, that's exactly what I do. I balance being a single mom and running my business. So that sort of leaves out a whole other mm-hmm. <laughs> other areas of my life that I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to work on. But I don't. I'm not quite. I'm not quite there yet. I must admit. Um, but how I balance it is that um, I involve my son. So he he and he knows what Kinky Curly Yaki is. He knows the logo. He recognizes it. Um, he he knows he he knows he's an employee. Um, so, um, so I make sure to involve him as much as possible, um, just so he understands that mommy does work and mommy has a business, um, so that, you know, when it, it is time for me to, you know, go and speak somewhere or go do a show or whatever the case may be, he understands that I'm not leaving him. I'm going to work. Right. Um, I, it may not look like everybody else's work, but I'm going to work either way. I think that's beautiful that even at such a, a young age that you involve him. I mean, my, my kids are a lot older now, um, but when I became a single mom, I had no choice but to involve them. Right. So sometimes, you know, when I first became self-employed, I was selling real estate full time. And mm-hmm. there were times where I had all three kids with me at an open house yeah. or all three kids sitting in the back seat while I go and do a showing. Right. So they saw that I was working. Yeah. And even now when I do book signings and things like that, Mike, kids are there so that they see that I'm working. So they understand mommy's just not out, you know, cause mom's work doesn't look like someone's <laughs> nine to five work, <laughs> but you're, you're working. So he's seeing that from such a young age. I think that's great. Yes, absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm so glad that he, he he's four now. Um, so he understands it. Um, right. And it's like, you know, he, he's, he's super proud of himself when he comes to my office and he's like, okay, mommy, what can I help you do? Um, and it's like, you're just going to make a mess, but here's something. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he's been telling his teachers that I wear wigs and I'm like, oh, boo boo. <laughs> I call them hats. I, my kids like to say yes! you know, stuff about my hair. So I call them hats. So when I'm out in public, it's not too embarrassing when I say like, you know, I want to take off my hat or, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I actually know it's so funny. I do the same thing. So he's always like, okay, well, Booboo, make sure mama's wearing a hat before she leaves the house, right? So, so I'll be like, okay, Booboo, go upstairs and get mama's ponytail. Go and get mama's ponytail. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Okay, so obviously, I mean, you have such high spirits and a bubbly personality and, you know, your, your spirit is just infectious and people want to be around you. So how do you stay positive? Like, do you use, do you use any affirmations or anything like that? Or is it like, um, what? Sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, like, what, what keeps you, what keeps you on so positive? Um, well, I, I would like to, I think I'm just more of a, it's in my nature. I'm more optimistic. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've been, um, I, I've sort of, I don't want to say been raised in a pessimistic environment, but really was not the the most optimistic, I guess you could say. So I just sort of strive, I, I, my mission as an adult was to always be the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also my name, my name is just, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. so that I should be lively. And yes. then, you know, what I do is I just really, I only, I'm only here once and I want to leave and I, I want to enjoy my time here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I just always make it a point to try and see the positive and to have fun. Um, and also I just ask, honestly, every day I ask God to order my thoughts, my words, and my actions. So that everything that comes out of my mouth and everything that I touch and everything that I do is, is, is on a positive note. Um, Okay. So on, on that note, do you attribute your success to your level of faith? I think it's a mixture. It's a mixture of two things, faith and action. Mm -hmm. Um, what a lot of people have, a lot of people make the mistake of, oh, well, I'm just going to have faith and I'm just going to sit here and twiddle my thumbs and hope things work. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Right. Um, what it is, you have to put in the work and you have to, you have to have faith that it's going to happen. And it may not happen the way you think it's going to happen. Um, it may not be, you know, I, what's that saying? Is that when you make a plan, if you want to make a plan, if you, you want to make God laugh, laugh yes. make a plan. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to be able to pivot. Um, yes. That's one of the most important things that I've learned is that you got to be able to pivot. Um, you can't get stuck on the sunk cost of, you know, of all the time or sweat and tears or whatever it is. You got to pivot. Um, right. So I would I would say it would be faith and hard work. If you're afraid to do hard work, then don't be an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> faith without work is dead. Right. Exactly. Exactly. OK, so. Do you attribute any of your success to your ability to stay authentic? Yes, that is okay. That's probably a third. So it's, (laughs) it's authenticity. It's, it's hard work and it's faith Um, with authenticity. um, I've always, I've always just wanted to be me. I've had people try and be like, okay, well, if you were a little more like that CEO, or maybe if you want to tone it down a little bit, you know what? No. If no. you don't like it, that's your problem. Like I can't. That's right. <laughs> I can't. That's right. Live my life for other people and for what other people think, and I should I should dim my light so they they're not I'm not glaring in their eyes and put on some sunglasses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sunglasses. When you're being your authentic self, you are either attracting or repelling. So you're attracting those who are meant to be around you and repelling those who are not. So the the more that you are your authentic self, I believe you'll, you know, you're enjoying your life and you're living how you're meant to be and attracting others and giving them permission to to be themselves. Exactly. Like if you're, if you're sitting around worried about all the haters in your life, then I'm sorry, you need a new life. Yeah. You don't have enough to do. (laughs) You don't have enough. And I don't know. And what are you doing that you're attracting all these people who hate you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, where what I've been, what I feel like I've been doing, especially in sharing my story and, and being authentic about my journey as an entrepreneur is that I'm giving other women permission to shine as well. Yeah. So if you're, if you're too busy trying to be somebody else, 
you're just you're you're doing yourself a huge disservice i think what what people that do that don't understand is you know you're sending out a double binding message because Mm. the message that you're putting on on the outside isn't matching the one that's on the inside and for anyone who is aware you can feel that yes you can feel that energy and things just feel off yes and sometimes you meet somebody and you're like, mm, I don't like them too tough. You know exactly <laughs> know why? Yeah, That's yeah. probably why. Because yeah. they have this negative energy about them yeah. um, or a not so positive energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tend to repel those types of people. Like I can't, mm-mm, nope, mm-mm, I do not, you are not. Because well. you've got so much light. Right. I don't need anybody <laughs> coming and trying to distinguish it. No way. <laughs> I've had way too many people try um, and you know, why let one or two, you know, let that, I let that happen. But now I'm like, I'm about to be 41. I do not have time for that stuff. Right. If you don't like me, then just move, move. I don't know what you're <laughs> <laughs> because you're making, you're just taking up space for the people who like it. Right. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And, um, my, my mentor, I mean, he's 80 turning 85, an 85 year old white male. Mm. And he off, he always like very often says, um, why do you care what people think? Because if you listen to what they say or you watch what they do, they will tell you and show you that they are not thinking. Mm. So what, what other people think of you is their business. Like it's, it just focus on being you. And I think that's what you do and that's what you radiate. So in, if you could in one word describe Vivian, what word would that be? Ooh, one word? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I would say audacious. Mm, love it. I think because it encompasses just a whole bunch of things because it's like one of the things that I'm sort of living by is having that white man audacity. Mm, yes. I heard you say that. Oh, yes. I heard you say that at an event and I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. you think they sit there and worry about, oh, they can't? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a single mother? Or, mm-hmm. oh, I'm this? They don't mm-hmm. think about that. They mm-hmm. just they just do it and they go for the jugular. Yes. Yes. So, and even if they fail and they fail spectacularly, they still do. At least they've done it. At least Nobody's they've sitting done there it. saying, oh, Elon Musk, oh, man, that really sucks that you're <laughs> no longer the chairman of your billion dollar company. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard you say that at the event. I think I took notes. It was in my phone. I was like, white man audacity. Okay. Yes. All right. That's what we all, that's what every single woman, black woman, Latina, whatever, whatever you identify with, be a white man. What Mm -hmm. would, just think, what would, not what would Jesus do? What would a white man do? What would a white man do in this situation? A white man would say, if, you know, you're in a negotiations, okay, a white man would be like, I am worth $65,000 a year. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yep. Not, oh, well, I think, mm, no, I am worth. That's it. Yes. Period. It, no it, is a full sentence. Like, you got to just be white man everywhere. It, it's it's funny <laughs> you say that because, um, so, if, if I haven't mentioned it on the show at all before, I'm mentioning it now. So, I ran um, in our provincial election yes. for member yes. of parliament. Yes. Uh, thank you. Um, so that year, well, this year, uh, was the most amount of uh, people of color running in the election. And I had many times where I was either asked directly or indirectly, basically, how did I even get in that position? 
<laughs> and it was asked in a tone like, what makes you think you deserve to be here? Mm-hmm. And it, th- they came at me, I guess, kind of with the, the white man audacity. Like, And I came back with, well, if I'm here, I'm here for a reason. It's because right. I deserve to be. Right. So I didn't give any form of explanation at Why all. Why didn't you explain yourself? Why, why yeah. did not explain themselves? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so before we do the final segment of the show, just so I don't forget, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on the Instagrams with an S, Instagrams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at um, it's Vivian K. So I-T-S-V-I-V-I-A-N-K-A-Y-E. Um, and then you can also find my company, same thing, Kinky Curly Yaki. Uh, so it sounds exactly like that, except the Yaki is spelled Y-A-K-I. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's basically where you can find me. I'm a huge Instagram stories person. So if you're looking for some inspiration or some laughs or just someone just keeping it real, that's that's where you'll find me. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. So, I, I mean, it's no secret that I am obsessed with stilettos and um, <laughs> I, <laughs> good. So I read somewhere that the type of, or oh, your favorite type of shoe um, says something about your personality. So uh-huh. I want to know what your favorite type of shoe is. Is it a running shoe, a flip flop, a stiletto? No, it's a stiletto. Okay. I, I- absolutely love oh just how they just make you just mm, and push everything every year <laughs> push it up here and back it up there and, and just it's just like a, it's a great power shoe um but i'm not gonna lie i love my crocs mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, have, I have both sides of the shoe i have a great pair of croc flip-flops um that i will rock the heck out of um so yeah you'll either catch me in um stilettos or in my crocs <laughs> okay, so they say that women who love stilettos uh, work hard and have excellent taste. Ooh. And you said Crocs. Let mm-hmm. me see. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Or running shoes, basically Crocs. a comfortable shoe. Like, or, or uh, really a, I'm a wannabe sneakerhead. Well, uh, running shoe um, fans are goal oriented. Um. Crocs probably isn't on that list. Um, I see, I see clogs. I see flip flops. I see flats. No Crocs. Well, that right. I'm just making a whole new category. That's <laughs> I'm gonna have to do some more research. <laughs> okay, so for the last segment of the show, I like to call it a walk in her stilettos. That's where you um, share, you know, inspiration from your walk. So I ask one or two uh, common questions. Um, let's see, based on your personality, what would I want to ask you? I'm going to ask you if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? A gigantic billboard with anything on it, um, it would probably be me. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. It would would be a digital billboard, Mm -hmm. um, and it would be me looking dead serious and doing the most dramatic movement mm-hmm. and the, and it would say just be you love it and do it well i uh, love it yeah love it i'm i'm already picturing and i'm doing the movements right oh now. there we go billboard yeah. coming soon coming soon <laughs> coming soon <laughs> okay so name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life um start with why hmm um, I, 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 I tend to pick it up every time I, I feel like I'm losing my way as to why I'm doing something. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and especially as an e-commerce entrepreneur, um, you get sort of caught up in the numbers and the what you should be doing and look what so-and-so is doing. But I, I always circle back to that book um, and really focus on why I started this mm-hmm. and why, I'm, why I've been successful this far. Um, so I would say, yeah, start with why. Okay. Um, and last question, what new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Exercise. Hmm. Exercise, um, is a very, is very cheap therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, you can do anywhere at any time in any place. Um, it's something that, you know, whenever I, I start to really feel down or in the dumps or whatever the case may be, then I'm like, did I exercise? You know what? I didn't let mm. me go for a walk or a brisk walk or whatever. Right. Um, but as an entrepreneur, I would, I think everyone, everyone should find some sort of exercise that they, they carve out some time during the week to just do, because it's a really, um, it's cathartic. Um, mm-hmm. and it's sort of goal oriented, right? Because yep. if, you're, if you're into that sort of thing, there's a, a start in the beginning and you feel, and you see the results. Um, so I would say exercise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. For, for sharing like all of your wisdom and encouraging women to just be authentic and to push through their adversities. Yes. And uh, you know, just do it. Like you cannot live for anybody else, ladies. You can't. You got to live for you. That is beautiful advice because if you are not well, then you can't do much for anybody no, else. You cannot pour from an empty cup. That's right. I say that all the time. See, we are like kindred We're spirits. Here. We're here. <laughs> I love here. it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no, <laughs> so until next time, download the Awak in My Stilettos app and subscribe to our newsletter at awakinmystilettos.com. Continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.